This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome into Everyday Tech on MPV Think Radio. I'm your host, Jay White, here today with Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg, and Wilts Couture, IT expert at New Core Steel and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. Everyday Tech is MPB Think Radio's show about consumer technology and your very own personal IT department, all wrapped up into one convenient package. Jeremy can help you fix it, and Wilkes can help you keep it safe, and both can do either well, so you're in good hands either way. Coming up today... How a routine event brought down Facebook and how Telegram gained 70 million users in one day because of it. Uh, Google has trolled Bing about Bing searches for Google. And I can attest to this personally. Uh, YouTube TV and NBC Universal have built a temporary bridge to nowhere for viewers. And uh, you can now buy a keyboard that just copies and pastes. So that's interesting. I'm intrigued by this. All right. We want to hear from you this morning as well. Got any tech problems, issues, questions? Do you have a story or experience to share? Want to check back in with us after uh, talking to us uh, a couple of weeks ago or in a different show with some of your problems? Call Everyday Tech today. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. And you can email us everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Good morning, fellas. Jeremy, how's it going? Hey, Jeremy, you there? We'll give him, we'll give, we'll give him a minute. My Wilkes. mic oh, keeps muting itself. There it goes. Uh, okay. Hey, good morning, Jay. Will. Uh, tech, technology. Good, good to be here with you guys. Um, I, uh, I've been having a fun week. I've been dealing with a lot of difficult stuff this week. I don't know. Some of it's probably... Uh, because I deserve it, and some of it's just because that's just you know that's just that's just how it goes. But um, I uh, I struggled quite a lot last week trying to install Windows 10 Pro on a brand new Dell XPS that came preloaded with Windows 10 Home, and uh, I'm still trying to recover from it. Wow, it's still giving. Uh, no, no, no. I fixed the issue. I just mentally, I'm trying to recover from how difficult it was and how much anguish I had to go through. Because, see, um, I went and bought a key off of Amazon for Windows 10 Pro. And in the past, when I've upgraded from home to Pro, you just put the key in and then it reboots your computer and 
boom, you have Pro. It doesn't even have to like download anything extra. It's already built in. It just enables all the modules. So I was expecting a, a similar repeat, and I kept putting the key in, and it did not work. And I ended up having to and see, you know, I don't I don't like calling Microsoft. I mean, who likes calling Microsoft? But I had to call Microsoft to get them to explain to me that because it had home installed on it from the factory, I couldn't install pro. But then there was the catch 22 because they told me, okay, just install pro. And I was like, okay, I can do that. So every time I went to install windows, it's supposed to ask you like, do you want to install windows 10 home? You want to install pro? What do you want to do? Well, because there was a key built into the BIOS of the computer, a Windows key for Windows 10 Home, the disk goes, oh, I see Windows 10 Home. I, let me do you a favor. I'm not even going to ask you what version you want to install because I see which version you want to install. So every time it would just skip over it. And eventually I turned to uh, the great authority of Wilts, and I was <laughs> like, man, I am up against it on this one. I am ripping my hair out. I don't understand this at all. And Wilts was kind enough to set me up with a Windows 10 Pro only installation. So thank you again, buddy. Much appreciated. Yes, <laughs> well, you know, sometimes the uh, everyday tech has to call everyday tech. That's right. I have to call everyday tech every time regardless. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wilts, I mean, we know, we know a little bit about what you've been doing this week. Uh, but how has the last week been for you? Oh, pretty good. I've just I've been enjoying the plethora of memes out of the Facebook debacle of this week. It's been it's been really entertaining. So, um, so yeah, it's 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 been great. You know, they lost approximately eight million dollars an hour while they were down. Oh, that's and you I know what? It's that, it, that actually surprisingly low to me. I mean, that sounds. I mean, that's a ridiculous number, but I'm actually surprised it's not more. Well, I forgot yeah, how many billion uh, Mark Zuckerberg lost as a result when the, basically the stock just tanked. I think this, the one article I was reading said just over the last couple of weeks, he's already dropped about $140 billion. Yeah. Uh, made him he made him fall. He's not you know like in the top three most richest men in the world anymore. Boo, hoo, hoo. Well, that's um, terrible. I know. It's, <laughs> it's got to be rough. I think it's funny that when these outages occur, like a lot of people's initial response is, oh, I'm just going to sell my stock. I know. I can't log into Facebook. I am just liquidating everything I've got. <laughs> well, I think a lot of it, too, is, is you know, you got the whole whistleblower story, which is a big, big deal, uh, which is, yeah, you know, kind of unfolding currently. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think a lot of the and I don't know how much of it was was specifically because Facebook just kind of disappeared for a little while the other day. But, uh, you know, a lot of it well, may I, be this whistleblower thing, too. I figure that Facebook violated their own community policies and they were uh, suspended for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or the headquarters got turned into a spirit Halloween store. I'm not really sure which. Oh, my gosh. Was it uh, Google that had one of their uh, one of their buildings? Uh, somebody decorated it over the weekend or something like that as, uh, into a spirit Halloween store. That's the new thing now, which is amazing. Like, it was real life. Like, I know there's memes where they've, like, you know, fa you know photoshopped some stuff over the top of buildings. But there was one where they actually did it. They actually went out to the place and, like, hung a spirit <laughs> Halloween sign and, like, had pumpkins everywhere. And 
like orange garland or whatever it is. That's a good that's time. Awesome. I, yeah. Let me tell you something. I, 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 I've learned this summer about the power of the Spirit Halloween store. I don't know if there is one in Jackson currently, but uh, a couple of weeks Surely ago. Surely there's one in Jackson currently. Well, a couple of weeks. Like old Toys R Us or something. <laughs> right. That's where they usually are. But as of about three weeks ago, there had not one. There had not been one opened in Jackson yet. But there was one in Hattiesburg. And my uh, oldest daughter had to have a certain thing for, you know, whatever, you know, uh, Halloween coming up or something that was part of her homecoming outfit or something. I don't know. But, yeah, had to drive her to – I didn't have to, but I chose to drive her to Hattiesburg and make a trip out of it. So, What do you all think Jason would think if we turned MPB into a spirit Halloween store? <laughs> he would probably laugh right now. Some would say it might be already. <laughs> Just depending on how you look at things. I don't know. Well, I mean, let's talk about okay, it. Okay, I found I found the Google thing. Um, it was it was a prank on a uh, ghost town Google office that they turned into a spirit Halloween. <laughs> in let's see, where was it? Does it say where it was? Embracadero. Abracadabra. Hmm. Abracadabra. <laughs> it's a spirit Halloween store now. You're right. Perfect. That is awesome. I found the same one too. That is just really cool. All right. Well, guys, you couldn't use you couldn't use WhatsApp or Instagram because Facebook's data centers were completely disconnected after a seemingly mundane event caused a catastrophic outrage. Facebook's oh, hours long outage on Sunday was a stark reminder of how dependent people have become on one company's data centers that power the world's biggest social networks. Uh, yeah, Facebook. Facebook had to go to their competitors yeah, to announce funny. <laughs> I pulled out my phone and I went to load up Facebook and I saw after a couple of seconds it didn't start loading stuff and I was like, oh, Facebook's down. That's weird. And then I just went about my day like, like it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, I tried something as simple as trying to like copy a link on an Instagram post. And for some reason it just wouldn't like, you know, you just got the spinny thing and, uh, it, after a while, it was like, look, I don't know what's happening, but uh, this ain't working, Captain. And, uh, man, I tried it like 10 times. I was frustrated. I was blaming my phone. And then I, I read all of this, and I was like, I had to go back and apologize to my phone later. So, we're in so a rocky I looked into it, and it looks like Facebook basically derouted itself from the Internet. And because <laughs> it was all on Facebook's domain, everything is built on Facebook's domain, nothing worked because all of their services used the same routing protocols and everything. They didn't have any backups. They had supposedly they had to actually get somebody to go down to the data center to fix all of this. It was not something they could do remotely because they couldn't log into a lot of their stuff. Oh my gosh. Did that guy, did that guy or woman know how much leverage they had at that point? You know, probably so. They probably already do know. They're like, I could just pull this. Yeah. This giant plug and everybody just goes away. Oh, what's that? You need me to go down to the building to turn Facebook back on? How bad do you want it back on? Well, have you tried turning it off and back on again? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah, so Facebook, uh, WhatsApp, and Instagram, uh, all unavailable uh, during this uh, situation. And like Wilt, you just you mentioned it a minute ago, which is funny because I am a Twitter user more than anything else, though I'm not like a hardcore Twitter fan versus any of the other ones. It's just the one that found its way into my my routine uh but facebook having to tweet 
information about them being down. I mean, oh, just what a victory lap for Twitter, huh? <laughs> what a victory lap that. for Twitter. That's amazing. <laughs> yep. And and momentarily, uh, it actually appeared like Facebook.com was up for sale. Somehow in the in the uh, oh my goodness middle of all of that, something got messed up. They said that it was never actually in danger. That it was just it was a slight flaw in the system. But yeah, momentarily you could have bought, or it appeared you could have bought Facebook.com. Could you imagine if that would have really happened if some guy picked it up for like ninety nine cents? Right. <laughs> yeah. Re- registered yeah. Facebook.com dot com through GoDaddy or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, was- I. I didn't even know that Facebook was on Twitter. I assume Twitter is on Facebook too. I mean, I, I didn't know we had this like tech intermingling, but their tweet was a little passive compared to we're having a giant outage. They just said, we're aware that some people are having trouble accessing our apps and products. Yeah. Meaning That's, everyone. Almost makes it sound like it's on you more than it is us, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I, for some reason, you idiots can't figure out how to get to Facebook. <laughs> so we're working to get things back to normal as quickly as possible, and we apologize for any inconvenience. I mean, could they just not say Facebook is experiencing a major major outage right now? No, we'll be back. No, no, they can't do that. Please well, what I thought was hold really the pictures of your breakfast until we are back up, and then you may send it to the world. Right. Hold breakfast. Just prepare for lunch and dinner. There you go. <laughs> All right, so a little bit later on, we'll talk about how Telegram, uh, the app Telegram kind of uh, capitalized on this in a gigantic way. Uh, but before we take our first break, let's take our first call. We have Wilma on the line from Memphis. Wilma, good morning. Good morning. I've got a car radio question for you. I live in Memphis. I drive a Prius. My radio lives on 90.3 NPR, I think, out of Oxford. Mm-hmm. Well, Monday morning, it started having lots and lots of static and has continuously. And so this morning, I switched to a Memphis station and no static, and then to another Memphis station and no static. Is it with the station or is it with my car? No, it is. I'll have to double check, and I'll ask the radio boss here at some point. But um, uh, periodically, uh, the the... Let's see how I can explain this. The antennas, the towers that the eight MPB radio stations operate off of are, you know, they're, what are we talking about, 35-year-old uh, towers. And uh, we're going through the process, and it's kind of a multi-year deal because uh, it's very expensive and dangerous and a lot of other things that are above my pay grade. But we're having to do maintenance uh, and it's that's that's an ongoing thing with all of them anyway. But there's ongoing maintenance at different sites, and so to to make it safe to some certain extent, usually when they're working on a specific tower like the one up there, which is Boonville, um, they have to power it down a certain level. So well, the now, station my is the, my radio in the house is fine. There's no static on it. Well, it may have a stronger tuner on it. It, it it still that it may be a stronger tuner, or you just may be in in a uh, a direct line with the the tower that that is not interrupted or bumping off enough other stuff. 
Uh, okay. I, I'm trying to not sound like an idiot and sort of like <laughs> sound like I halfway know what I'm talking about because I, I halfway know what I'm talking about with this stuff. Okay. But uh, well, it's, thank you very it's, much. Right. It's not your car. It's probably the station. So we. Pre- if, if the static is not consistent, then it's it's not going to be the radio. Yeah. And we appreciate it. And too, I mean, depending on you know how far from town you've roamed, uh, you know, like if you're if you live in the Memphis area, and let's say you headed kind of southwest, um, and, and you know towards Tunica uh, or that area, then it you might be kind of on the edge of you're probably already kind of on the edge of the station signal uh, because you know that area is kind of more geared toward our, our Greenwood station, so that could be part of it too. Uh, but yeah, often we have to take the stations down to to minimal, but still on the air power to work on transmitters and things like that. So hopefully I didn't confuse everybody, but probably most everybody. We'll take a break and we'll talk about hopefully some things that the guys know more about and try to sound a little bit smarter on Everyday Tech when we return. This is an MVB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. To Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio with Wilts and Jeremy. I am Jay. Thank you for listening. 877 MPB Ring is the number. 877-672-7464. So uh, the messaging app Telegram gained a record 70 million new users on Monday uh, during Facebook's uh, six, nearly six-hour-long outage. Telegram CEO Pavel Durov announced the uh, the news. Uh, the encrypted messaging app Signal also reported gaining millions of new users on the same day. Both apps uh, compete mainly with Facebook's WhatsApp, although the outage also took down Facebook Messenger and left users unable to send messages on Instagram. 70 million, million New users is an increase of over 10% compared to the 500 million monthly active users that Telegram had as of January this year. The last time it reported a similar surge in new signups. Uh, coincidentally, the last increase in users was also helped by problems at Facebook. In January, WhatsApp mishandled the introduction of a new privacy policy, leading to concerns that it would be sharing private user data with parent company Facebook probably did anyway. Although Durov claimed that Telegram, quote, continued to work flawlessly in the face of its, quote, unquote, unprecedented growth, he admitted that some users in the Americas may have experienced slower speed than usual, as millions of users from these continents rushed to sign up for Telegram at the same time. Signal users were also experiencing issues where they weren't able to see all of their contacts. But hey, if it just slowed down and didn't crash and they added 70 million people on in one day, I, you know what? I'm going to stand and applaud for them. That's not bad work at all. 
And, you know, they, they added all the people on during the day when the outage was during working hours. Hmm. <laughs> right. What's everyone doing at work? <laughs> Telegramming, evidently. Yep. Well, what that tells me is like 70 million people had no backup plan. And, you know, this is... This is our. This is what me and Will to deal with every day is people that don't have backup plans. And when it comes to tech, it's a good idea to always have some kind of backup. Mercy. Um, I, I'm surprised most people didn't just resort to text messaging or email. It. it I guess I could have started sending my memes out via text message. That's what I should have done. Yeah. <laughs> it it is, but this is it's it's surprising the information that I that I am gathering off of this is the surprising amount, I guess to me it's surprising, maybe not to other folks, but the surprising amount of people who are using those apps for the ability to message one another as opposed to just whatever your native text app is or something like that. I mean, that's 70 million people in a day that ran to, you know, an encrypted messaging app. That's a big deal. Yeah, it is. And Telegram is, um, it's a little bit different because you can create, groups and chats and whatnot and you can have private chats also but you have to like have an invitation link to get into certain rooms so it's interesting that they chose telegram because if you don't already have your people set up on it there's there's a good bit of initial setup that you've got to do to invite everybody into one group or however you want to communicate yeah yeah that is interesting um well you know (laughs) Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that the whole incident just pointed out a lot of, a lot of comical, yet a lot of head scratcher and make you think moments for a lot of folks. Absolutely, you know I mean? seventy million people jumping over. I, I was talking to a couple of other uh, IT friends of mine. The amount of help desk calls they got that said the internet's down. It's like no, the oh, internet's no. not down. Oh no, Your social media <laughs> while you're at work is down, um, but. You know, uh, it, it, it became a good educational opportunity. It's like, no, it's not the whole internet. Just you know, your your favorite part of it, I guess. Wow, I would hate to. Yeah, that that probably was a bad situation for a lot of IT guys around the country. It's probably. Oh, uh, you know, I always go for like a third party perspective on it. So you can go to downdetector.com and you can put any address in there you want. And it'll tell you if they're having issues with their service. That way you can save a call to your IT guy. Those kind of sites are really, really, uh, I even put a couple of those in in my book just to mention that. But yeah, when you, when you think the internet's down or you think you have a problem, check one of those things out and, uh, and, you know, see if, see if it's them or you. And the very fact that the page loads will pretty much tell you (laughs) that that it works or does not work. Right. All right, but then so, you can test individual websites to see if maybe your computer or uh, something in your network is having issues reaching that website. All right, let's let's switch gears a little bit. Let me ask you guys this, uh, fellas: wh- What if you had to guess? And this is a boy. This could be an open-ended question right here. If you had to guess what the number one term or thing searched for on Bing was, what would your guess be? Google. <laughs> Um, Chrome. <laughs> That's it. Well, it's Google. <laughs> Google yeah. is yes. the most searched term on Bing by far. 
according to a lawyer working for Google's parent company, Alphabet. According to Bloomberg, Google made the argument while trying to get its $5 billion antitrust fine from the EU overturned. Using this statistic, and it's a good one, as evidence that people use Google by choice, not force. If I were the judge and I heard that statistic and I saw something in front of me that could back it up, like physical evidence, I'd be like, um, well, uh, it's kind of hard to argue against this. But let me tell you something. Like, I, I can attest to this for people who, let's say, and I don't know how many, what the percentage of users are for PC people out here, but let's say you love using the Google Suite for all of its abilities and the different things that it can do, but you don't like Chrome. And let's say you want to use Edge, right? So our, t- our IT guy here in the building at MPB uh, has kind of tried to push us towards Edge, but, you know, a lot of people use, uh, you know, Sheets and Docs from Google and different things like that to share work. Um, so, if, I mean, if you have Edge... I mean, just the way it opens, I mean, it's going to it's going to send you to Bing first. And it's like you can't, you know, you can't set new tabs to open to Google dot com. There's probably a way around it. At, at, actually, there was at one point I, I tried to find a, a uh, an extension that would automatically put you to put you to Google or uh, yeah, Google dot com. And uh, it would do it. But it also dragged a bunch of other crap onto my uh, into my browser. So had to get rid of that. But, uh, I, I can attest how many times that, I mean, I don't search Google in Bing, but it opens up Bing. And the first thing I want to do is go to google.com. So, well, it wants to, it wants to be very forceful about the way that you do it. Cause I just did it on my own browser, but when I did it, it pops up and it tries to get you to use edge services. Yeah. That might be because I don't use Edge a lot, but yeah, the first couple of times I did it, it did want me to look at like, hey, look at all these different services on Edge. But it did let me put Google eventually. You just have to go through a couple of prompts before you can get to it. Oh, this uh, five billion. Microsoft got very aggressive with trying to push you toward Edge and and everything else. Yeah, and I can understand that. Um, But yeah, that by far. Google, the number one thing searched on Bing. Boy, talk about, I don't know. I mean, talk about owning somebody. But at the same time. Putting a hat on a hat. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, if you're Bing, right? Hey, thanks for using our service. <laughs> it's, I mean, it still counts. The stats, the stats still count for them, right? Anyway, let's go to uh, back to the phones. We've got Judy, who's called in from Jackson. Judy, good morning. Thanks for calling. What's going on? Thank you. Uh, I need information on how to download the pictures from my iCloud so that I can free up some space. I, uh, in fact, how, to, how do you download, get anything off of the cloud once it's put up there? I believe you should just be able to just log in. Uh, I've never actually tried to pull them from the cloud. I just take them off of my phone. Um, you can go to iCloud.com and pull up your photos from there and you should be able to download them download them off the page right yeah i'm sorry what you can log into icloud.com with your apple Mm -hmm. id info and then you can bring up your photos and you should be able to access and download them from there 
Okay. Do you know if you can if you can do a whole batch at once, or is it like one at a time? Uh, you can you can select how many that you want to download, unless something has changed with the iCloud. Now I don't do this a lot, but I don't think that Apple would take away that particular feature. Okay. Okay. Well, I will give that a try. Thank you so much. All right, we appreciate sure. it. Now, when you when you download your pictures, be sure that you delete them from your iCloud. Otherwise, you won't be freeing up any storage. Okay. Well, yeah, then, and my point now. is to, yeah, I want to delete them from the cloud, but it won't delete them from my phone necessarily, right? It's re it's really difficult because there is a way to synchronize the two, and Apple doesn't make it easy to understand. Um, but the best way to remove them from the iCloud is to go through iCloud and delete them. Okay. All right. I'll give that a try then. Thank you so much. All right. We appreciate it. Thanks for the call, mm -hmm. Judy, uh, from Jackson. All right. Let's take our second Can I just say uh -huh. that is so difficult to do? Like if you want to delete stuff off of your iPhone, Apple does not make it easy. And then after you delete the stuff, then you got to go into the, your, your all-new deleted items folder and delete it again. <laughs> it's very frustrating because I have to help people – clear up space on their devices and i used to be able to just delete stuff with this program that i have on my computer that would let me go in and just i can just delete whatever and then apply the settings and the changes and then boom it's done it doesn't work anymore i have to go through the phone and do it now, very frustrating I, I, i'm not going to be totally mad at at, at giving one extra step before you delete all your history and life and everything but i do understand what you're saying with that frustration it's not so much that it moves it into the deleted items folder. It's it, that step I really don't mind because, like you said, if you deleted something that you needed, you could go back and get it. Yeah. It's just that there's no delete all option on the iPhone. You have to you have to go through and tap every picture. You can't select all. It will not let you do it. Yeah. And then the thing is, uh, too, if you're depending on how many pictures you're deleting. Um, you know, if, I mean, if you load up several hundred of those photos and then you try to hit delete, man, that's going to take a minute, uh, depending on, you know, you know what kind of computer you're sitting on or MacBook or whatever you might be using to do that. Now, speaking of, I've just made the jump back over to uh, Apple. We can talk about this when we come back and you guys can, uh, Wilt and I can celebrate and Jeremy can bag on me all he wants. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. <laughs> This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio with Wilts and Jeremy. I am Jay. We appreciate you listening this morning. Yeah, guys, I'm back on iPhone now. So my uh, my phone uh, quit a couple which of one? Uh, the, which one you got? The, I've got an iPhone 11. Uh, my uh, 11. Okay. All right. Cool. My Galaxy. You were on a, a Galaxy 3G Pro, was it? <laughs> three. three. 
S3 Pro? I was, yeah, an S3 Pro is what I was on temporarily uh, yeah. in between, and its charger port was not... Uh, it had seen its better days, so that was uh, that was complicated. But, yeah, a wife got an upgrade uh, on her phone, so I got the old one. So I'm iPhone 11. And I'm telling you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, this uh, silky smooth UI is very easy to work through. I, I am. I have to be honest with you. Uh, I miss. I miss my freedoms. <laughs> That's kind of tongue in cheek. I, I miss. I miss my Android freedoms. But man, this is a super smooth UI. There's, there's. There's no doubt why it has such a huge share of the market here in the United States. Uh, but I'm getting. I'm getting used to it again. Uh, no back button. I'm having to work on the no back button thing. Uh, and the volume switch is on the other side, so I'm having to work on that. And sure. then this has the silent switch, and I'm not used to that. So just having to work my way back in. So, yeah. So after I uh, upgraded my Android and I could do the swipe gestures, it, you know, a- Apple had the thing going on for a while where they would just put the, the back button on the in the top left corner and, you know, that worked. I mean, you could swipe back and then they, they added that feature to Android so you could just swipe across the screen anywhere you want to go back. Yeah. And when I added that to my phone, it was like, oh my gosh, where has this been all my life? This makes it so easy to use because before you had to have a bar that you went down to where everything was localized. And now that they've done away with the bar and you can just do it anywhere on the screen, it makes it so much easier to use. Yeah. I had never set that up, but you know, the, with the, the galaxy, you know, a lot of times you can just, you know, touch near the bottom or even if you just touch the screen, you know, one will pop up, you know, one will just shoot up from the bottom right there and then it's easy to use. And then if you don't, if you're not messing with it, it'll go back away, which is pretty nice. But uh, yeah. Having to get used to the to the way it to how you have to you know get around between apps and things like that. So that's taking a little minute to get used to again. But uh, and uh, you know the third party apps, which I I I love dabbling in third party apps. Uh, Wilt's probably just squinted a little bit right there with the the I'm IT totally guy in him. <laughs> but but uh, right <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, the 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 third party apps are a little bit uh, more difficult to dig into with iPhone. At least the last time I was with it. So uh, I don't know what the situation is now. I have to I have to uh, refamiliarize myself with that. So, all right, let's get back to the phones. First, we've got Jesse, who is in Mobile. Jesse, thanks for calling. Good morning. Hey, can you hear me? We can. Go right ahead. Okay, similar question for iCloud, but it's an iCloud backup. Trying to pull down photos from summer vacation that are in the backup, no longer in the regular photo on iCloud. Any ideas on that one? Have you looked at your iCloud account online? Yep. All the regular photos are there. Doesn't give me any options for backup. Mm, Okay. And when you pull it up on your iPhone and you look uh, at the very top where it'll say your name and everything, you tap on it, then you go to your iCloud backups, and it will actually show you the backups that you have for your devices. Okay, let me get over that to backup. Okay, that's the different devices. That's the device I want. Okay, iCloud backup is on. iCloud backup. Backup over cellular. Backup now. No list. 
And you just took these pictures and they just disappeared from your iCloud backup? Well, no, they were on the phone. They were uh -huh. supposed to be in the shared folder. Uh -huh. What I normally do, take pictures, put them in a folder, send out emails so everybody who wasn't there can be there without blowing up their uh -huh. email box. They just say, okay, accept, and they have access to see everything that they want there to physically see. Well, that's in the shared folder. In the regular folder, you clear out those photos. They've been added to the shared folder where they stay. Well, missed a few. So I go back. Okay, they're not in the folder. That's great. Okay, but I know it's been backing up every day. So I just need to go back to my backup to reclaim the photos. Well, therein comes the issue. Where is that backup to pull the photos from? Follow me? Uh, now, it's kind of hard to understand. Um, so are, are the, can you find the pictures individually on your phone? They're just not showing up in the shared folder group together? No, they're being removed from the phone. They were okay. supposed to be in the shared folder. So when I removed them, oh. I wouldn't have to worry about losing them because they're in shared. Well, there was, some of them didn't make it. But I know everything on the phone has been backed up because backups can also forget the phone. Uh -huh. Finding the backup without going through a full-blown phone restore, I need to restore everything and just need to find the backup, go into photos versus music versus mail, etc., and just grab the photos out of the backup. That is becoming where did it go, where they put it. I don't know what to say. Um, if, you, if you can get a hold of your individual backups, you can get... Uh, apps that will dig through those backups so you can pull whatever you want out without having to restore it to the phone directly. So my suggestion okay. would be to download the download the backups that you do have and dig through those to see if the photos are there because it, it just doesn't make sense to me that the photos would just disappear from your device. No, they didn't. I got rid of them because I saw they put them all in the shared. Follow me? Oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, then I'm thinking that because you got rid of them, even though they were in a shared folder, it still deleted the photos. Yeah, the ones that made it are still in the shared photos. The ones uh -huh. that I somehow overlooked that I need to reclaim. Uh -huh. So deleting them doesn't take them out of the shared photo. They're still there, but the ones that didn't make it in without... Okay, Dick Noah's art. Two by two, seven by seven... Okay, let's say the art box didn't make it. Well, I know they're still in backup. I just need to pull them out to get them back on the home. So basically, you need a way to display information on specific backups that you have saved without loading them and messing yeah, up with them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, once I find the backup and the photos, then I can just pull them down, move them over, and be done with it. But finding that backup, like right now, my last backup was 544 this morning. So I know every day there's a backup. And, of course, it only backs up basically what changed. You're going to have to go look in your iCloud account and pull those individual backups and dig through them and see if the photos are there. Okay. Any idea where the backup, because I can get to iCloud and there's photos, but it doesn't say backup. 
you're not going to be able to actually what what you're seeing when you're looking in iCloud is you're seeing when you're seeing photos and you're seeing uh, notes and you're seeing contacts. Calendar, yeah. You are actually mm -hmm. seeing inside the backup at that point. That's the photos that you see in the iCloud screen are your backed up photos that it has. So that is inside the. There's not a backup file that you can go to. Okay. It's not like you can get a file, open it up, say, okay, what all is inside. When you're looking yeah. in the iCloud, you are seeing what all is inside. That's what's contained in the backup. Okay, that makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. Okay. Let's so yeah, it's not a file you have to actually go to, it's not a download. Gotcha. Luckily, the teenager made a project video of our trip, so she's got copies on her local drive. That may be the remedy. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right, Jesse, we appreciate that uh, call from Mobile this morning. Uh, if, if troubles persist, send us an email every everyday tech at uh, blah, blah, everyday tech at mpbonline.org. You can also give us a call back next week. We'll be on uh, Wednesday morning at 10. Let's go back to the phones. We'll go to Peru to talk to Robbie. Robbie, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. I have. I had a Samsung A70, and there was an update that came in when I was still in the States. I moved here in November, and it locked up my Samsung notes. Mm. So I had to uninstall it, reinstall it, and I lost all of my notes. Mm. My phone got stolen three weeks after being here. I didn't know that there were pickpockets around the market, so I learned a good lesson. And I bought a Samsung A71. There's a new update that's come in, and I'm wondering if anyone has heard of the similar problems with locking up Samsung Notes. Um, generally, I don't use the baked-in Notes app. I mean, I do have a, uh, a, a Note 20 Ultra, so I do, like, you know, it'll make me take the notes with my pen inside Samsung Notes. But if you're having issues with it, if it's eating your data, I would go for something that is cloud-connected and... Those notes should be cloud connected, but if they're not, you might want to look at a program called Standard Notes. It's a, okay. it, you know, it stores a local backup, but it will also do a cloud backup. That way, if you lose your stuff, you can restore it on another phone. Um, but if, if you did. Your notes from the original device were deleted because you had to reinstall the app and it, it wiped the data, you might have yeah. a backup on the Samsung cloud. But if the phone didn't make a backup, then your notes are gone. Okay. Well, the lockup on the 7.0 came after I installed the update. And there's a new update on the 7.1 that I've been postponing because I didn't know if it was safe. Do you know if it, the new update on the 7.1 has caused any problems to notes? Uh, not that we've heard of, but I would say for sure – before you do the update, uh, you know, because I, I, I'm assuming if you were using the Samsung Notes app that you had logged in with your Samsung account, and if you did that, it probably backed it up. Uh, I okay. would check and see if you've got a backup, and if you do, then I would go ahead and proceed with the update, and even if it does jack up the Notes app again, which I, I think the, the chances of that would probably be pretty minuscule, but even if it does, now you know you do have that backup option. If you go okay, to okay. support support.samsungcloud.com, you can log into your cloud account. I would do this on a computer. 
um, and you can see if those notes are there. Now, Samsung is actually about to do away with this service, so I would do this pretty quickly. Um, I mm, keep getting okay. notifications that they're deleting my data, and they keep telling me, oh, if you don't download it by the end of September, it's gone. Now it's, um, oh, it's today, actually. Um, so I don't know if they're going to keep pushing that back or what, but you might want to try to log in there and see if your notes are synced with the cloud. You should still be able to access them. But personally, if, okay. I, if I was having issues like that, I wouldn't trust my notes with the same app again. I would definitely look at something else like standard notes. That's where I keep a lot of my notes. Um, you can encrypt your notes if they're uh, information sensitive, and it is a very yeah. reliable app. It's immigration documents and so and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. yeah, I would highly suggest standard notes with the encryption. Okay, with encryption. Okay, could you please yep. give me that support? What was that address? Yeah, it's support.samsungcloud.com. .com. Okay. Thank you so much for all your help. All right, Robbie, we appreciate it. Hopefully that works out. Yeah, immigration stuff, that's important. Can't lose that. Uh, there are, the, the, the guys here can attest, there are tons of intriguing note options out there. And I have forced tried almost all of them on these these poor guys at some point or another during the course of the show. I'm still looking for the perfect one that works the best with, you know, what I'm looking for in, in producing a radio show and keeping some information together, but making it shareable and accessible to other people and editable from all angles without spending money. I don't have to spend money on it, but there's lots of good options out there. Standard Notes is 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 a very popular one, by the way. Uh, the one that I'm currently into right now is Notion, uh, which is pretty good. It's got the thing. It's the same thing with when I, when I still had uh, and uh, the Samsung phone or an Android phone, whatever I'm trying to say. I kept trying to look for the perfect messaging app, and and all sorts of the different messaging apps, including the premium ones, which I paid for a bunch of these, have a lot of great different. Uh, features, but none of them had all of the specific features that I was looking for, so I could never settle on one. And it's kind of the same thing with all these Note apps. They, they all have great features. If I could find a way to get them all together in one app, that would be great. But it seems like each of these different Note apps is missing one little thing that I'm looking for that w would make it perfect, and I can't quite find you gotta that make one. Some got to make some compromises. Yeah. Um, I wanted to test out that theory because uh, I don't usually uh, dabble much in the Samsung cloud. You won't actually be able to go into the Samsung cloud and access your notes. So you're going to have to log into the note app and see if you can restore that backup through your account. Wow. I don't even see a way to download these backups from the Samsung cloud. All it does is give me the option to delete them. Hey, you want to delete all your stuff? You can delete all your stuff if you'd like. No, 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 no delete all my stuff. I, I do know yeah, from past experiences that the, the working, trying to get into uh, the Samsung stuff, also Verizon, which was my carrier, uh, like they, you know, they put all of their own stuff on phones that they sell, including cloud services and things and messages and notes and stuff like that. Uh, man, the UI on those websites is uh, difficult. Lacking. Difficult, <laughs> kind of like the way iTunes works. It's almost like uh, reverse engineered, uh, count completely counterintuitive. 
So, yeah. But, uh, hey, we appreciate the call from Peru. We're big in South America. Or maybe. So I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, there's plenty that we have not had a chance to get into, uh, including uh, a keyboard that only copies and pastes. What would be the purpose of this? Without even digging into this story, what would you guys, what, what, are, you, what are you thinking of that, that a copy and paste only keyboard could serve? Maybe well, man, there's just like a hundred keys on that keyboard, and I only need three of them. So give me a control, a C, and a V. Right. <laughs> and maybe an X if you want to cut. What if you want to cut? Right, right, right. That, give me an X. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe during gaming or something. I mean, could you have a reason to? Well, anyway, but uh, uh, I'm surprised there haven't been individual keyboards with just you know the up down left right the different keys that you need to use for stuff like that because i i've only just recently found out through my son's playing of uh um minecraft and roblox that like folks don't use controllers anymore like they use a keyboard to play these games and their response times are incredible and i'm just like what you're playing that with the keyboard uh, it's it's nuts like i'm like why well, just use a controller uh so I'm I'm totally 1985 in that that well, regard, evidently. You you get more control of your gun or reticule, or whatever you've got, with the mouse versus using a keyboard. Uh, console players get owned all the time by PC gamers because they have highly accurate mice, and they're up against people that are using sticks. Yeah. That's a good point. So it's a it's a it's a preferred method, especially for uh, first person gaming, and a lot of uh, multi massively multiplayer online RPGs as well. The keyboard and mouse is the preferred way to do it. Well, uh, we'll put a, a, a link to this in the show the page, but uh, we don't have time to get into it. We got a call to take real fast here, but yeah, just the the uh, the. It's made by Stack Overflow, which is funny. So you've got three keys on this thing. One is a Stack Overflow logo, and I don't know what that's for, but a C and a V, and there you go. But I guess it's the control, basically, like you were saying. Um, it's up for pre-order on Drop's website for $29, and the next batch will be shipping December 13th. Uh, it started as an April Fool's Day joke. All right, we've got about a minute and a half left in the show. Let's quickly go to Brenda. Brenda, what's going on? Hi. Yes. You hear me? Yeah, go right ahead. All right. I enjoy your show. I have an iPhone 8 that does well, except randomly, every now and then, the notes area does not show my notes. And it's random, and it's why, and so why? What, what's going on? What, how do I remedy that my notes don't show up? The screen is blank. Is your phone fully up to date? I think it has only one update. Yes. Oh, no, that's not true. Yes, my phone is up to date. My iPad isn't. I was thinking something else. Uh, I've not heard of this one. I'm trying to I'm trying to look and see if what some other folks are saying out there. I tell you what, Brenda, give us a call. I should have held off on taking that call. There's not enough time to dig into it, and that's my fault. I apologize. Brenda, uh, give us a call back next Wednesday at 10. Get in a little bit earlier if you can, and we will handle your problem then. Yeah. Uh, Everydaytech at mpbonline.org is the email. 
We certainly do appreciate everybody listening and calling in. And uh, stay tuned. Coming up next is Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart. And we'll be here next Wednesday at 10 for another episode of Everyday Tech right here on Think Radio.